was I have all the answers. Like all the answers are inside of me. Um, you just you just have to have faith. Because uh, I think at that point I realized that my actual purpose was really was dance. And in some way, maybe I should have never gotten to PT school. But if I would have had faith, right, and believed I would have made it, um, then maybe, you know, maybe I would have been someplace different. Um, either way, you know, everything happens for a reason. But definitely the idea that um, I can trust myself, all of my answers, all the answers to my problems are inside of me. I just need to have faith. Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up-and-coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Mang. As always, I'm my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? What's up, Mang? How are you? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I love it. Love it. On today's episode, we have business owner, entrepreneur, physical therapist, Dr. Twerk herself, Sherelle Williams. Sherelle, welcome to the show. How are you? I am excited to be here. Listen, I'm real church. I just want to say I'm blessed and highly favored. Won't he do it? But, <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. No, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to come join us on the show. And if you could give us a little background into how you got to this point to where you are right now. Ooh. Well, um, I started as a dancer and training in like ballet, jazz, modern, traditional West African dance. Um, and I was like 279 pounds. And I think they make a leotard that fit me, actually. <laughs> I had to like buy one and then we sent it off to a seamstress to add material to it. Um, but I fell in love with uh, tech technical style. Now people see me twerk, but I love ballet. I love modern. Um, but I was big. We used to have a Lizzo. Like these new kids are black. In here, like if I had seen a Lizzo, or if like what the entertainment world looked like it did now, baby, I was Lizzo. What? Anyway. <laughs> um, so that whole idea of not seeing myself in the dance world um, really led me to physical therapy. Um, <laughs> and uh, But, you know, when you're not following your path, right, your purpose, God will always kind of shift you back on track. Um, and I've made my way back to dance through, through twerking and educating women on how to do so so that we can build confidence and uh, decrease stress and also kind of break down these these myths about twerking and this whole idea that it's only sexual um, or it's only negative. So, yeah. 
what about physical therapy made you um like go that route like like why did you feel like you, you fit into physical therapy more than like dance or anything I did it. So my mother has been in 13 car accidents um, and had a brain tumor, seizures. Uh, none of them were caused by her except for one, like a 12. So I lived in a physical therapy office and then I would ask to work on her because she would be at home. My mother was an only, only, I'm only child, but I was trying to say she's a single mom. There we go. And so it, she would be in pain. She'd be like, come work on me. And so I'm just figuring it out. And then I would go to therapy with her and be like, hey, can I try? And I got good at it. And y'all, I used to have the game going. So I was in middle school and I would be in, uh, you have to go to aftercare. And my mom would be late picking me up. And I didn't like aftercare. So I would give my teachers massages while they graded papers. So I wouldn't have to go to aftercare, right? So <laughs> all of this together is like, well, hey, I found out physical therapists can work with dancers. So I was like, well, I'm going to be too big to become a, a professional dancer. Let's go make a lot of money as a physical therapist. And then I can have uh, my own dance company one day. Plot twist. You don't make a lot of money as a physical therapist. <laughs> That's fun. That's not my plan. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I ended up there. So then as you're thinking about, let's say, let's fast forward to when you're done with school and you've got your license now and you're figured, did you always plan on working with dancers or were you like, let me go try and save up some money for this studio or working with dancers or was it, uh, how did that after PT school transition go for you? Oh, I always knew. Like, I came in the front door, like, the only thing I'm doing is working with dancers. And I wanted to, you know, be on tour with Alvin Ailey or, you know, be with a Broadway company. Um, and I quickly found out that, like, that also isn't, it's not as great as you think it is, right? Because you're still dealing with insurance and, you you know, you don't always get to treat the way you want to um treat and so after learning that I was like great we gotta make it pop um so let me figure out how I can start this process and like many other people like I didn't get into I didn't get a dance um affiliation or dance um internship in PT school so I started creating my own stuff like I had a homeboy named uh, Charles, and he was a popping choreographer, and had worked with Lizzo, had worked with Jadena, uh, with the um, oh my God, what's the basketball team? Brooklyn, Brooklynette, right? So I was like, hey, um, he's doing this summer dance intensive. I'm saying, can I can I come and work on your ladies? You know, can I help them? You know, get through your workshop. And he was like, yeah, come. And I just started creating my own. I created my own way. I created my own internship, essentially. <laughs> Taught my first injury prevention class. Um, and started a podcast. And I was emailing everybody. I got an Alvin Ailey. I got, uh, I don't know if y'all follow Alvin Ailey, but it's a 
really prominent um, African-American modern dance company. Um, so I got in contact with the, the, the two director, um, which was wild. I was emailing this man for a year, y'all. Ran into him at a Thai restaurant on my birthday. Saw him at the bar and was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I used to love you growing up. I've been trying to reach you. I would love to have you on my podcast. And he said yes. And this has nothing to do with, I mean, it doesn't do story. But, you know, we think that we can't reach people at a certain level. But you really can. If you stay persistent, baby, you can reach anybody. What? Okay. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I basically kind of paved my way. Um, and going to to dance classes, y'all go. I'm in New York. I'm at the parties with people on Broadway, so I'm just really networking and getting to know people. And from there, you know, building connections so that I can work with Broadway performers. Uh, and I had already started my business, Leg Up Fitness and Wellness, um, and I was figuring it out, meeting people, and figuring it out in New York. Have you always been the type of person to put yourself out there or did you have to like muster up the courage to start doing these things to make stuff happen for yourself? Um, I've always been like that. My mother trained me. I got, I remember I got told off, not told off, but these black mamas, um, like it started in like high school. And I really remember I went to, um, high school dance festival in Philadelphia and, you know, they have the different tables where different dance schools will be there. And my mother was like, you need to be going up to these these people and asking questions and introducing yourself. And I remember saying, oh, my God, they don't want to talk to me. I don't want to bother them. And my mom went off on me. She was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. They need to talk to you. And you should be talking to them. And so that is a lesson that I took from me from, like, age 15 on uh and then as I got mentors and I started meeting new people it's like okay well this is a common thing put yourself out there try you know and do you feel like that helps your confidence level when it comes to either trying to show what you bring to the table or when it comes time to reach out to someone you thought might be maybe never would have been able to reach out to or meet Absolutely. But I will definitely say it's been in like season. Um, and I been, was been journaling um, and really thinking about this idea of fear um, and putting yourself out there because pre-physical therapy school, I was putting myself out everywhere. Y'all, I used to, I had a, it wasn't an official company. But um, I used to throw brunch day parties. <laughs> it was lit. It was lit, lit. Okay, so me and my homegirl, right? My homegirl, Victoria, she is um, an MD, a dermatologist. She's doing her residency. Well, we got together, right? We were in that waiting phase. She was trying to get into University of Pittsburgh. I'm waiting to hear back from NYU. And we, um, we were just like, yo, let's, let's do events. I actually... It actually started because she was interviewing for a school in New York. 
she was like, hey, come with me. And we went to a brunch day party. So it's, it's like 2016, 2015, 2016. Florida is late. There is no brunch day parties in the Tampa Bay area. Like, what? We're not doing nothing. So I go up, and then I'm like, wait, what? I get to turn up, and you're still in bed by 12? And you can get up and go to the gym? So we start a little side hustle called Champagne Society Entertainment. Our first event is a Super Bowl party. Y'all, we ran this man out of chicken wings on Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl. Why you why you make me lose money? It it was wild. Not knowing anything. I had no contract. Unfortunately, I'm thinking, I just a brother, he gonna look out. I'm good. No paperwork. He made us lose money. He didn't staff enough. I guess maybe he saw these two young women and thought like they didn't take us seriously. I had a bus table. We we taking furniture from outside inside the restaurant to accommodate seats, right? So this whole thing, I went on a whole rant. Where am I going with this? Uh, but basically, putting yourself out there, right? Um, brunch day parties, Super Bowl parties. I used to do it all the time at some pre physical therapy school. At some point, I began. I lost that, and I. I'm, I've been journaling about it and thinking about where is this fear coming from. And I really believe it was school. <laughs> it was absolutely school because I went from being the super creative person where I was around dancers and just people who are like, oh, you got an idea? Absolutely go. Now I'm in the medical field. I'm around these students that are within the school system. And, you know, I'm saying things like, what if I twerk? Right, which happened because I was kind of, um I was studying ergonomics, like how to bend over and pick things up safely. And I hand set the hip. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. and I was like, Oh, hey, you bend from the hip, like that's your hip pin. That's how your squat. And I was like, Oh, I could create dances that help me study for physical therapy school. I'm excited. I tell a classmate and a classmate says to me, but why would you do that? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm Dr. Sherelle Williams. I'm going to be Dr. Sherelle Williams. I can't work. I'm buying the same bottle of people. I'm educating people on now. That's not professional. I can't be Dr. Sherelle Williams and twerk. People are going to judge me, right? So I sat on it from for years. I created it in, like, 2018, right? And then I had one... So being in this school system around people who don't have an open mindset really had an impact on me in a way that I did not realize. And I think that is when, like, fear started to seep in. I wasn't making as good a grade as my, as my classmates, you know. And so in this current, you know, time, I've had to retrain my brain um, a lot. You know, I was super obsessed with studying. I didn't pack my boards the first time. I would wake up, sit down, study. I wouldn't walk outside. I wouldn't work out. I wouldn't do anything. Failed the boards. Did it again, right? All this pain. So when I fail, right, there's this fear of messing up because I thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't pass my boards and 
I stopped moving. That was dumb. I'm dumb. Why would I do that to myself? Right? Fear. The inability to make good, you know, good choices for yourself, right? All these things. And so it's been within the last year or so where I have really, you know, had to reshift my mind, go back to 2014, Sherelle, 2013, Sherelle, you know, and be like, all right, you good. It's going to be all right. I hope that answered your question. What was the question? <laughs> I think it no, did. I think it did answer her question. Go, yeah, sorry, it did please, answer, go ahead. It, it did answer my question. No, I was just gonna say I totally agree with the like being around people who are kind of in the like we're all went we all went through the system, but I feel like there's definitely people who are more so like out outliers in time in terms of the way we think and being around those people repetitively for long periods of time, it could definitely change the way that you see things, and it makes you feel like like you're weird for for wanting to do certain things, wanting to chase certain opportunities, and it makes you feel like there's only one way you have to do it, and it's really not. It's like you can do whatever you really want to, you just have to put a little bit more work in. But being around those people that kind of stifle your creativity messes up with your messes with your mindset. And then, and then that doesn't end with school though. Like that continues even into like your job. Like I have to sometimes tune out what people around me are saying at work because I'm like I can't listen to this bullshit. Like, like stuff that people say, the way they think. I'm like, there's no way you really think like this. And I'm like, am I wrong for thinking like this? I'm like, no, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely get that. I don't think it ends. First, and that's why community is so important. And uh, I say this all the time, when I met, you know, I met Javi, Javier Carlin, who told me about Greg and SSPT, or uh, at the time, SSHCPT back then. And that really kind of saved my life. Because just like you said, I felt weird. Nobody understood me. Like, I'm over here like, I could do concierge, and I can charge $300 a visit. And they called me Dr. Antic, like my classmate. Like, like I was the butt of the joke. Like, oh, okay, all right. You know, and I'm like, yo, listen, there's another way to do the PT thing, da, 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 da. And being able to just come into this community and go to those live events and meet people. I'm like, oh, you think like me? You think like me too? You don't feel crazy anymore, <laughs> right? So community is everything. Yeah, and that's funny you mentioned Javi because that's how uh, Meg and I met because we were, um, Javi introduced me to SSPT. He was my mentor. And then I started helping him with some stuff because I was still learning. And then that's how uh, me and Meg met. It's crazy. He like had the most people that he had brought in or something. Yo, that's wow. I didn't even know that. Shout out to Javi. For real, shout out to Javi. <laughs> For real, yeah, because he, the dude, now to see what he's doing now is just crazy. What him and Marissa are doing is like, remember when he was just like, do I work with PT still? And to totally shift, and now he's doing crazy stuff. So, Javi, if you listen to this, shout out to, shout out to you, Marissa. Bruh, a beast. They're mm -hmm. machines, man. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, to see that evolution that he went through is is dope i don't know if i can share it i don't know whatever but like him him I mean, he talked about it 
but they made like 250k in a day or like something wild and i was like yo i remember when you was working at the clinic like and they're like man i can do this right we i got this <laughs> Yeah, seeing that is definitely uh, very motivational. So after you went through PT school and you kind of started reaching out to people, how did you get back to like that 2014 version of yourself, like that mindset? Oh, bullshit. Chakra? Oh, like, yeah. so in, in this, um, I suffered like, a back injury. So I had a history of like sciatica and back pain. Right? Go, let's go back to the 13 car accident for my mother. I was in some of those. I can remember being like eight and, and being like, oh my God, there's, I felt like there a spider calling up my leg. Right? Sciatica. But because I was so active, I was good. Right? Whatever. So being inactive in PT school, um, and also just being older, um, I kept, these issues kept coming back up. I was in PT while I was in PT school. Um, and, and so I was basically taken out, right? Everyone says they go through a storm. Um, so in the time where I was sitting and not moving, uh, I was in so much pain that I couldn't walk. I didn't walk for like, uh, six months. And I didn't tell, like, you only knew if you were in my circle. Because I had a lot of shame around the fact that I was a PT that also needed PT. Or I'm supposed to be a leader, and here I am, you know, acting just like my patient. Or, you know what I mean? Or, you know, and I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be here. Uh, and so I was at the point where I couldn't, I couldn't stand up the shower. I can't really stand up to brush my teeth. It like it hurt to use the bathroom, right? Just back pain because it's sitting. And I think my mom, you know, mom was always no. My mother called me, and I just told her, and she flew up. My mama don't play. She flew up from Florida to take care of me for like three months. Ended up going to the hospital, uh, and this is when I really learned that our healthcare system is trash. I'm in the hospital and they're like, so yeah, I mean, you can do conservative care, but also like you would also be a good candidate for surgery. And I'm 29. And I'm like, why would you tell a 29 year old to go get surgery? Oh yeah, you're going to heal fast. And, da, da. and I was just like, what? Um, and that was my big wake-up call. Like, after making it through that, and mind you, I had to shut my business down. I had took out, like, 30K to float me while I built my business to work with private performers, right? So that money's going. <laughs> that money is going. Uh, New York is not uh, handicap accessible. So that was a thing in itself, Ubers and or like just trying to make it down the subway or, you know, I'm, I put all out there. I had like at that point I was so broke. I had like Medicaid. So they would they would pick me up and I could I could call for a ride. 
to go and get to my, my appointments and things like that. Um, and I work, I mean, I'm still working, but to, to rehab myself and get stronger, but it was a, a long year. And when I, when I got out of that in the time where I couldn't work on, um, PT things, I went back to singing. I would sing. I would, I would get dressed and I would sing songs on, on Instagram and I would get, you know, just trying to get back to my artistic self, putting myself out there again, right? And so that, going through that storm is what helped me to get back to this idea of putting yourself out there. And I always started reading books, like in order to avoid depression, I would wake up and I would listen to Steve Harvey videos, these his motivational videos. And I just started consuming books, thinking grow rich. I was like, I need to learn about investing. I need so in me having this time, because I couldn't do anything, you know, I'm reading these books, I'm listening to these videos, and what do they talk about, right? Not being putting yourself out there, be, going for what you want, belief. And so that storm and the steps I took during that storm is really what set me up and kind of get to get back to 2014, Sherelle. So if you had to sum it up and one lesson that you learned from that storm, because it was pretty, pretty low, pretty, pretty, pretty low point for you at that time. What's the one thing you feel like you learned the most about yourself in that during that time now looking back on it? Oh, <laughs> um, the first thing like that came to my mind was I have all the answers. Like all the answers are inside of me. Um, you just you just have to have faith. Because uh, I think at that point I realized that my actual purpose was really was dance, and in some way maybe I should have never gotten to PT school. But if I would have had faith, right, and believed I would have made it, um, then maybe you know we may have been someplace different. Um, Either way, it all, everything happens for a reason. But definitely the idea that um, I can trust myself, all of my answers, all the answers to my problems are inside of me. I just need to have faith. And do you feel like um, with now having gone through like severe back pain and experience that, that helps you relate to your dancer patients or the people that you treat now, gives you a different perspective and now going through it for yourself and rehabbing yourself through it? Absolutely. Um, well, for one, just I being in the hospital and like being a, a PT at the time and still being scared and kind of freaked out and intimidated was eye opening for my patients or people. I was like, wait, I'm very educated. And this was still intimidating. So imagine what regular people feel like in the hospital. Like what? So I definitely bring that perspective with me when I am treating. Um, and yeah, I do feel like as, as well, having that experience, um, I, don't de I don't deal with dancers that way as much directly, but I believe taking from the frustrations that I had as a patient um, helps me guide others, um, dancers 
or not, um, it's been the best teaching experience. You can't pay for experience, like being the big white man. That shit was wild. Four different therapists. Like, I learned so much. Like, Dancy used to say to me, PTs don't listen. And I'm paying out of pocket. I'm bringing an account because now I'm thinking, all right, the best care is cash-based care. And it is, but the, cl- the clinician still matters, right? Uh, and so I'm going to the best of the best. I've got, like, past NYU professors working on me, like, all types of things. And I felt, I felt like I wasn't being heard. And all the complaints, and, like, I'm in the podcast, I'm asking these dancers, hey, how do you feel about, you know, PT? Like, I understood what they were telling me. Because I felt the same way, right? I remember I had a PT, um, and he said to me, well, Sherelle, because he, he couldn't figure it out. And what we do, because we have egos, is when we can't figure something out, he go, he, was, he told me, he was like, well, if you were to come to me and say, hey, I want to get surgery, I wouldn't tell you no. And I never came back to him after that. I was just like, just just say you can't figure it out. Say that yet yeah, you have exhausted your skill set. Because I'm now up working and I ain't had no surgery. So imagine if I would have listened to that, right? And then imagine how many patients do that got their exact story. And they go get a surgery. And then the rehab time is that much longer, right? And also, this is another thing, because it just, it's opened my eyes, is that we also try to sell therapy, right? Because people, people want to know timelines, they know they want to know when, you know what, like, and you got the marketing side, but it took me over a year to get where I am. Now, I, you know, and I think that's an interesting thing to think about when it comes to, hey, lead generation and getting people in the door, but also working with people, um, because if we, hey, I'm going to do three months with you, my back pain is not, wasn't going to be gone. <laughs> like, so when it, when do we really, like, depending on a, a, the situation, do you be like, hey, this could take a year. And a, and a year of you being consistent. And also, maybe you need massage. Because PTs ain't massaging. I love massage. But, like, some don't, right? We want to throw exercises at people when it might be I need substantial uh, soft tissue to get in there. Like, I, I did everything. There's something called camp. Pyro, acupuncture, massage, physical therapy. And I ain't had that much money. I figured it out, though. I, I, I have done all of them. I think I also, I think that it's like sometimes it is it is necessary, but I think like going back to the healthcare system, the healthcare system is great and it doesn't allow uh like clinicians to give that type of care. So it's hard to do it. I think that's why you get like everybody on like one side exercise based, the other side very manual based. I think if you were able to provide like one on one care in most settings without being cash based, I think that'll probably change. But there is definitely a need for all of that depending on the person. Yeah. And then in term in terms of you like getting back and like starting your business again, 
what exactly have you like what do you do for um like the clients you you work with like how's your program set up and do you incorporate any like mindset stuff i think a lot of this stuff comes down to your mindset as well like you getting through your journey and like reading books listening to steve harvey like do you incorporate any of that in your program and to help people you work with yeah that's a loaded question i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) well um uh it has had like twofold right like i restarted work from home because i needed a fun way to do my exercises which is um it's actually back pain rehab (laughs) don't tell nobody it's cold job but but it's fun like literally uh i my work class or my workshop um is i can confidently say that is unlike anything that anyone has seen because i'm the only doctor that does that and i draw drew parallels between what i was doing in the early stages of rehab for back pain to what we're doing in standing and was like oh this all goes together like whether you have pain or not you know um so who was gonna say so yes that's kind of how twerk from home got started back and then i start every workshop with an affirmation um every monday in my you know i have a free work community it's affirmation monday um because like you said my mindset is everything um right now how i help people is i mean i've been working with companies like that was actually a plot twist that fell in my head, but a, a company reached out to me and was like, I like to do, you know, quarterly events with my employees. And employee retention is really important to me. Will you come teach us workshops? Sure, well, let's add that to the list. <laughs> okay. Um, of things. Because, you know, I, I was really thinking, okay, we've got, um, like bachelorette parties, right? That's the fun side. Um, and then those who really just want to learn how to work to feel more confident in themselves and, you know, connect with their bodies. Uh, so uh, when I do this workshop, it's around uh, those concepts. And uh, I'm now working on a course. And, you know, just like you said, mindset is infused um journaling is infused actually in addition to the learning how to twerk our exercises on like building more confidence on stress relief on time management because when i started talking to these women and i started asking them why they want to twerk and we talk about like you got to go seven y's deep right the reason why they want to twerk outside of it's fun and people are doing it was confidence. Man, I'm stressed. And when I dance, I am able to raise my frequency. And I want to be energy rich, not energy poor. I was like, what? I'm like, I'm asking. I'm like, oh, shoot. Then another woman is like, well, I have these kids. And my life is these kids, but I realize they're going to get older. 
And I need to have something that fills my cup without them. So that's why I want to swerve. And and I'm like, whoa, this is deep. I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. I thought he was going to take my ass. And I talked to him, and there's, there's like all these underlying uh, layers. And so, um, something that I love about the course that I'm creating is that there ain't no work course that is attacking these things: confidence, time management, stress relief. Um, so I'm excited to build that. Oh, that's awesome. When it, when it launches, I think you're going to be able to deliver on such an important aspect of um, people's lives. Like a lot of the, a lot of us struggle with confidence uh, or trying to be perfect or trying to worry about how, yeah, me too. Like worry about how people like perceive you. And I think just being able to build that self-confidence, that self-confidence muscle in yourself, I think is, is huge. I think your course is going to, I'll do that for a lot of women. So I think that's super exciting. Um, when it comes to, so you've thrown twerk out a lot. Can you give us a definition of twerk and the origin and like where it comes from? Twerking is essentially movement, right? We say rhythmic movement of the pelvis. Um, but where do we start? Okay, so it starts and it, and it stems from traditional West African dance. Uh, and right, different tribes have different dances which are connected. I mean, they have many uses. But like I was just talking about this week, um, we have the Mapuka, Mapuka right dance from the Ga tribe in Ghana, um, and there the the Ivory Coast, right? There's tribes there. They have these dances um, that look exactly like twerking. Um, and we have, I mean, everything roots back to slavery, right? So we're, we're taking from Africa, we brought to the state and right at these things are, are updated. And, uh, now it's the nineties and we turn into working, but really, you know, to, to, to backtrack and talk about these dances. Um, the dance, these dances that, all right, they resemble twerking or, you know, what we would call twerking now, you know, they are communal, they're historical, and they're ceremonial. So, you know, we, these dances are used to, like, welcome new visitors. Uh, they're, they're used uh, to celebrate weddings and anniversaries. Um, these dances are how we pass along history, uh, you know, and you want to teach the younger generation about, you know, something within the tribe, you teach them through song and dance. Uh, these dances are, uh, they're used to talk to the gods, right? Like, before we were brought here and Christianity was put on to us, not that I don't, I don't know super, but we, we, you had different gods, right? Depending on the tribe you had, right? So these dances are used to connect with the gods or to our ancestors. Uh, so there's like such deep roots. Now, you know, we come up, we were here, right? Now as music evolves and, and media, 
right? We got the 90s, and we got Uncle Luke. Ah, right? We got Uncle Luke. We got Nelly Tip Drill. I need a tip drill. Ah, right? We got Luna. We got I, 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 Off of my culture, actually, 
Like, and then let me educate y'all on what this really is, right? So that's kind of like this time, uh, vague, but quick timeline. West, you know, traditional West African dance, 90s, 2000s music. Miley did help. Whatever, you know. And here we, and here we are, TikTok, Instagram, these viral challenges. Um, and it's, it's more accepted mainstream. Uh, and I'm just here to to provide the education because uh, women out there they want to twerk so bad but all they know is that that's not appropriate so in your in your program when you tell like you educate women on the origin of twerking and like the backstory behind it do you find that it's something that like people are surprised about that, that like there's some new information yes i mean this week, um, I was speaking with um, a dietitian, Ashley, and she was just like, this is fascinating. I had no idea. Uh, so people really are, you know, they are interested and intrigued uh, because people really just don't know. You know, they just don't know. Did I answer your question? I feel like I did. Let me know. Okay. Yeah, it did. I think it's, it's, it's so important for people to, like with anything, just to know the education or the, like have the knowledge about what they're doing, whether that's why they're doing it or where it's coming from. Because a lot of people nowadays are seeing stuff on social media and indulging in it and not really knowing exactly um, what exactly it stands for, what it means, and like just moving without purpose. For sure. Um, and I was speaking about this yesterday, I think, but understanding where it comes from and then you defining it for yourself, right? Um, when it, when it, we think about, oh my God, you know, work is dirty. But, you know, in my brain as a PT, I'm like, okay, we're in this squat, you know, we're opening up the hips. I mean, you about to give birth. This is great for my pregnant, my pelvic floor folks. My folk about to give birth, being able to get into that squat, get into, you know, uh, lengthening out those adductors. Um, that's great for y'all. And it's fun. And since it's fun, you might be more apt to be um, consistent. And then that helps you bring life into this world. Is that dirty? <laughs> or, hey, you don't like to go to the gym. You don't like traditional exercise, but you on blood pressure medication. You on you got diabetes, but now you have a way to consistently show up and get active. Is that dirty? No, right? What's the intention? How are you using it? So um, I think it's so important for us to you know understand it and then look at the intention behind what you're doing. Well, I think you also give people a safe place to, to like explore with their body and explore their movements and understand like, hey, it's okay. Like I'm in my probably if someone's probably at their house like working on like twerking on them, like twerking and trying to figure out, all right, this is how my body moves. This is what feels comfortable. It's a safe place to experiment versus like if you were 
maybe in like a group studio or something or the gym, you're probably not going to feel comfortable because you got people, people, everyone's looking at each other like, am I doing this right? How, do, how are people looking at me? Like, do I look weird? So I think being able to create that safe environment to allow you to explore what your body can do and what it's comfortable with and um, trying to figure out how to just build that confidence over over time. And then when it comes time to go to the class to the the studio then you're like all right like i know what i'm good at i know how my body moves i'm gonna move how i feel and then i think it just heightens your your confidence because you've been putting in that consistent work day after day week after week month after month and like showing up for yourself that is my favorite part y'all and so in my community i do twerk tuesday and uh this even like it was yesterday, this lady, she found me off Instagram and she did the Twerk Tuesday. And you can just see the joy. Oh man, it's the dopest feeling to see these women. You know, first round is like, okay, am I doing it? And then second round, they, the smile peeps in and they get, just what you said, they get comfortable with their bodies. And I'm like, wow, this is so dope. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I have, you know, just like you said, I have some women in the twerk community and they're just not ready to post themselves, but they'll DM the video to me. Um, and I, you know, and I, and I big them up and, and absolutely, you know, and to the point, you know, I know everyone will be comfortable at different stages. But, you know, when we talked about, hey, the back pain rehab, that's how I start. Um, the wonderful thing about that is you start on your back, right, with pelvic tilt, forward and back or anterior, posterior. And everybody's eyes are on the ceiling. So I love starting that way because it takes away this whole thing of, oh, is, is this person looking at me? Is this? No, because, because you focus on the ceiling. Or close your eyes and just feel into it. Like, what does this feel like in my body uh, to try and release some of this, like, you know. And I think starting with the affirmation as well kind of creates that bonding. Like, okay, we're in this together, you know. Now, I have a, I have a question. This is probably going to be another hard question, but if – Let's say, so you're building your community, um, empowering women to be comfortable with their bodies and dance and have fun and show their creative side. Let's say the rest of 2023 goes exactly how you planned it. What does Twerk From Home look like? What does the program look like? What, is, what are you able to accomplish if everything were to go right for you in 2023? Oh, man. Okay, I can. Mm, I want to say it, but you, you know, mm, this is me currently battling my own false beliefs in my head. You have to like oh, you're human, but then you're also a coach, and so your your human, your regular self is like ah, but then your coach self is like now why the hell you know? So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say so. In a perfect world, I would like to be. I would I would like to have affiliates. But in my mind, I was going, is like, could you get affiliates in a year? You know, 
my 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 larger vision for this is I want to be the next Zumba. Um, and I want to improve the quality of life of artists. Uh, so for me, I would, I don't know I would have, that I would have been a, a physical therapist if I had known how to make money in marketing and sales. Because that's the whole thing. Like no one wants to be the broke, starving artist. So for me, I'm like, well, now I have this vehicle uh, where I can go, I can create brand ambassadors, affiliates, help artists have a fun way to make money online. Um, and then now I know enough people, I can bring someone on for sales. I can bring someone for marketing. This is what a funnel is. These are your systems, right? Zumba's not doing that. <laughs> no one, you know? So um, it would be, yeah, having these affiliates and really helping to improve the quality of life of artists through giving them these, these tools and this knowledge of marketing, sales, systems. Um, so that, A, your Broadway show, which has happened to many of my friends, but boom, I got, I'm, I'm making 100 k a year. I ain't got a contract. I got a Broadway show. The show, after three months, doesn't do the numbers that they want. It closes down. You're now back on food stamps. Like, it's very realistic. Like, it's what happens all the time. So it's like, great, if I have these affiliates or the ability to do this in a way that if something happens, do good. You got an online business. And you're dancing. And you're getting the quality training. That's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. basically building your building your community of like everybody building a community that that allows everybody to like operate in their strengths and like not really have to uh, worry about like hey am I gonna have my job like it just it just works out it works out for everybody it's a it yeah. creates like an abundance community for sure because when I tell you COVID. You don't, you can't do Broadway on Zoom. <laughs> everybody, almost everybody was stuck. I almost, you know, shot to Myron. I like stuck, like stuck with a, pick, with a pickup truck. I was like, oh man, this is wild. You know? So, hey. Or even for artists to think out of the box. Like, I used to say all the time, okay, you gonna dance on IG anyways, do you not have any dance PTs or dance MDs or DOs there are? What if you went to approach them and you created their content? Right? But they don't think like that, right? So how can we, hey, how can you leverage what you have that is low impact on your body and that can make you make you money, you know? And I think it's only like I don't know the age like, of like the duration of a dancer's career, but it only but so long you can dance. Like you're gonna have to utilize some other skills. Same thing in PT. There's but so long you could be unless you're an inpatient or something. 
it's been so long you could be an outpatient therapist doing mad manual people like you gotta learn how to leverage your skill set for sure you can't do that when you're old well I don't want to do that when I'm old I'm already having pain so <laughs> girl okay yeah, it's kind of thinking out thinking long term thinking outside the box whatever box Absolutely. is I hate that term oh my god <laughs> I have a question in terms of the books you were reading or like the podcast no more so the books what are the two most influential books you read oh man this is so cliche I hate cliche I'm thinking grow rich but it is it's so good thinking grow rich um and the power, it's Norman Vincent Peale. Listen, now I'm about to look it up. I, I feel like it's the, is it the power of thinking big? I know the author is Norman Vincent Peale, but. Um, the power of, of positive thinking or something. Thank you. Like See, there's another one on thinking big, but the power of positive thinking, um, which I actually got that book because Steve Harvey talks about it in his videos um and i like found it um you can find the pdf you know on google and that book helped me a lot those those two for sure it's funny that you said they can grow rich and it is cliche but the cliche stuff is the basics and the basics work like once you read enough, once you read enough books, you realize that they're all saying the same thing. People are just giving their own like story, lifestyle perspective on it, but the the fundamentals are the same. That's why I got sick of reading like the the self the self help books. I'm like, all this shit is the same. Now I'm like reading just, like, business minded stuff. I just got there this year. I like I don't know what it was. But I was like, wait. This is this year, I was like, oh man. What would you say to young Sherelle, knowing everything that you know now? All the experiences oh. that you had, all the lessons you've learned, all the success, all the failures, what would you tell to young Sherelle? Keep dancing. Keep dancing. Keep singing. And learn how to leverage those skills. I actually think about this all the time. Like, what would I have done different? Um, and people are always like, I wouldn't have done anything different. Now, I realized that my past, how my past happened, it all fit in place. But like in a perfect world, it was like, I would have kept, I would have kept dancing, singing, choreographing. I would have gotten some courses on sales and marketing. And then use all that together um, to go. I mean, I had, like, I, you know, I had, I had started twerks from, not twerks from home, but I had started doing dance fitness uh, eight years ago at a, at a gym. And, um, yeah, I just, Everything that I'm doing now, I was doing back then. So I would just have faith in myself, keep singing, keep dancing. And believe in yourself, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm thinking about it. In my, I'm, I was talking and thinking about it in my head. Because when I actually looked back, I could have danced. It was my mindset. Because I remember I was at Florida State, and I didn't get into, I got in academically, but I didn't get into their dance program. And I remember my mom saying to me, Sherelle, I'll get you a trainer. You'll keep working and taking dance class, and you'll re-audition. And it was me. And I got into Columbia College, Chicago, for dance. But I didn't know nothing about cold weather. I wasn't, I wasn't leaving. But it was me who said, no, I'm just not going to make it. I'm just not going to make it. Um, my parents were, my mother was very supportive. So I would just say, believe in yourself. Um, hey, I messed up myself. It's okay. You messed up. You learn from everything, but. <laughs> Now you can now you can keep going forward with chasing your trusting your gut and chasing your passions and not have any regrets. Yeah, for sure. Listen, absolutely. Um, we asked this question to everybody, but I think I'm I, I want I'm curious to see how you're gonna um answer it. Last one. What would you say? One to two things you want listeners to take away from this combo today. Have faith in yourself. Yeah. Have faith in yourself. And whether you are spiritual, you're not spiritual, but like God, universe, he's always working it out. It's crazy. He He's always working it out. And you hear people say that and you don't realize how like how real that is until you are going through some storms. Because, baby, there were times, like, in the hospital, like, getting get appointment. Being, oh, I'm sorry, Sherelle. We don't have an opening, you know, for another five months. And then I call somebody that we know somebody, and they know somebody at the hospital without special surgery. I just got an email about you. We can see you next week. What? What? Or... Miss so and so sent you some money. She wants to help. What? Like crazy. So believe in yourself. And when times get hard, know that God is working it out. Because it's real. Like it's so real. I like that. It's a good way. That's a good way. Good way to end it. Where can people find you? If they want to like join the twerk from home community um, or follow you on your different socials, plug all that. Um, yeah, so I am Instagram at Dr. Twerk. Uh, Dr. There is the dot twerk underscore because uh, someone took the regular Dr. Twerk, whatever. Uh, and then on Facebook, I'm my name Sherelle Williams. Uh, you know, and. My website is, you know, www.learntotwork.com. All right. No excuses. Now we'll plug all those in the um, show notes and make sure that people can link them and come find you. But sure, I just want to say thank you for joining us on, on the pod today. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful. This was fun. Uh, catch you guys on the next episode.
Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.